your Bible message is going to be a little different. So if you got your Bibles with you, which I hope you do, I'd like for you to turn with me into Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. It's a great story. It's unbelievable. And I have these little examples that was brought to me this morning. There was this little lady named Mary. And she was this little girl and she was going along. Now, pay attention up here. She was coming along and she was betrothed to this dude named Joseph right here. Here he comes along with his little cane and stuff. And they got, they were going to have a baby. And Joseph, he didn't know about this at first. He, did, he didn't bargain for this, you know. And, but anyway, so Mary goes and pleads and tells him about the little baby. And so they go to have this little baby. But they had to go to the manger first. So they had to bring their little camels and their donk. Now, is everybody paying attention? Okay, just say, can you see my little, these are my little object lessons. Okay, these are, these are my little object lessons, the little animals, okay? And for those of you who missed, here's Mary and Joseph, if you missed them. They were up here first. They came before the animals. Okay? Okay, now everybody paying attention? Okay, just checking. Now that we're warmed up, thank you, Karen. So lovely for you to bring me these. I instruments of of visual there you go visual creativity God is good he's wonderful he works everything out in his timing you see a few of you have asked am I now a homeowner this morning no yes I was supposed to close on Wednesday it didn't happen we were supposed to close Friday morning didn't happen so we'll see what Monday brings. Yeah. It happens, it happens. But God is good, nevertheless. Anyway, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord be with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation it should be. Stop. Pause. This is very typical of women nature. See, men are analytical. You know, they, they got this thought process thing going on. And she's troubled because an angel has come before her saying all these great things. Blessed art thou amongst women. That she's highly favored. Now, men who are married in this room, how many of you can raise your hand and say, you know, I said that to my wife. She's highly favored. And she's a blessed woman. Oh, boy. Now you understand why Mary has a problem here? Okay. Rest my case. Now let's move forward. It only gets better from here.
And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said unto the angel, How should this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered her and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that thing which shall be born of thee <coughs> shall be called the Son of God. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the power of your word. And Lord, I ask this morning, let it become real life to us this day. Help us to hear from you and to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name. I kind of entitled my message this morning, which I don't normally do, but I, I entitled it Mary's Discovery. You see, from Malachi to Matthew, there was a quiet time, a 300-year period of silence, as we had talked about last week. But then all of a sudden, there's this flurry of angelic activity, kind of like kids getting up at Christmas. There's all these surprises and all this happiness. They're running to the tree to see what's there. The world enters into a swift, Prophetic fulfillment. We all start to see this taking place when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary in a place of Galilee in the city of Nazareth. And then Mary, which is this virgin, which is espoused to Joseph to be married, is told she's going to have a baby. But I want us to look at this a little different this morning. Because I want us to look at what Mary discovered in this encounter with the angel. See, a lot of times we focus on the Christmas story as a whole. But we don't necessarily always focus on the little things that take place in the, in the, in the whole picture of Jesus coming. So in verse 33, I believe Mary discovered that God's plans are eternal. Mary undoubtedly had many plans of her own, as we all do. We all have plans of our own. But how many times do our plans line up with God's plans? How many times do we talk to God or do we take time to listen to God before we move forward? She had dreams like other young women. She had, had a dream that someday she would be married and have a house of her own with her own husband and she would have children of her own to raise. 
perhaps like all mothers, she, she dreamed that her children would be important in society. But Gabriel shows up. Surprise! Here I am. Hey, Mary, thou highly favored one. Blessed art thou amongst women. She had found favor with God. And the angel had came unto her and said that thou art highly favored. If an angel of the Lord appeared unto you this morning and said that you are highly favored, I know what most of you would say. Who? Who's he talking to? Me? He ain't talking to me. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't see what I did yesterday. Obviously, he didn't see what I said yesterday. You see, I woke up Thursday morning. Had a very stressful day Wednesday. And so I woke up Thursday morning speechless. When I mean speechless, I couldn't talk. No voice. Yesterday wasn't much better. It was a little, but not much better. And Virginia kept urging me yesterday, you need to call somebody to preach for you. You need to call somebody who can, who can deliver the message tomorrow, or a message. I said, ah, don't worry about it. God, he's got that little tuner volume up there. He'll fix it by morning. Probably just got a little short and some toggle switch somewhere. He'll get it taken care of. He's like, I'm worried. He's, I, don't, I don't think you're going to be ready. I said, well, the only thing that can come out of that is the church will be blessed because the message will be extremely short. I said, and some of them will probably say, hallelujah, let's go on home. <laughs> Got up this morning and we had quite the ordeal at our house this morning. It was uh, quite a handful. Finally, I got my wife back to bed, and she said, hey, you can talk. I said, I told you it was just a short Natago switch somewhere. It's all better. Was I surprised that my voice returned? No, because I was expecting it to return. You see, sometimes we say, God, if, it, if it's okay with you, can I get my voice back? Instead of saying, in Jesus' name, give me my voice back. Taking authority with his word. You see, Mary, she was this young, impressionable young lady. And the angel comes to her and she, she falls on her face and he begins all these wonderful salutations to her. She begins trouble because... This woman's espoused to be married to Joseph. This is going to mess everything up. So many times we mess things up. God puts things in order. He sets things in front of us. He has a, a order for in which us to go. And somehow we always seem to sidestep things thinking it's okay, God will help you. I'm going to help you out. We're going to take a shortcut. When God never asked you to take a shortcut. He never asked you to go around Robinson's barn. I, I, you know, I never understood what that meant. 
But maybe one day y'all tell me. She would conceive before she got married. Women have babies today before they get married. They say, ooh, we know what she was doing. She was bad. When the guy was just as bad. That most impressionable thing in her was the Son of God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. That means every child born in wedlock and out of wedlock is a perfect gift from God. So many times we see People scoffing at people who have children who are unmarried. That child is a perfect gift from God. No matter your situation. Her son would be called son of the highest. He shall be great. He should be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He would be a king and he would rule forever. You see... Some of these things I don't think Mary can quite comprehend in her mind, but she was trying. She's, she's got this short appearance of the angel, and he's, he's unloading all of this stuff on her at one time. Just like our parents sometimes, when we were kids, they'd start telling us all this stuff at one time, and we're, we're trying to gasp it all in, but it's not sinking in. See, church, there's something I think that often we as children of God forget. It's a little nugget we need to remember. You see, there's something we all need not to forget, and that is that God works on a forever basis. It's not a short term. It's not one time. It's forever. When you came to the Lord Jesus Christ and you asked him into your heart and your life to be your Lord and your Savior, what did he say? What does his word say? If you stumble and you fall and you kind of slide back out of that safety pattern of God, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be with you. Jesus will never Never forget you, even if you want to try to forget him. I'd love it when those atheists and people come and say, I don't believe in Jesus. Well, who's Jesus? You know, that guy you guys that say he's in heaven. I said, well, you got to believe in him in order to say he's not existible. I can say I don't believe in broccoli and Brussels sprouts. But guess what? Just because I don't like them and I don't eat them doesn't mean they aren't real. They're there. So does that make me a vegetable hater? She would, you see, we we have this habit of making plans. Mary made plans. Mary was making plans as a young lady to be married. 
to have her own home, to do things her own way. Ladies, I'm sure when you were growing up and you were, became married, I'm sure you thought of things your own way. You wanted things a certain way. You wanted things done your way. And, and, and you had all these plans and aspirations. But when we make our plans, we should always make our plans with eternity values in view. See, because that's where we fall short sometimes. We make these plans, but, but, but eternity's values aren't sometimes in the scope of what we're planning. See, I think when we plan, we should be planning in the aspect of what God wants us to do and not what we want to do. I believe, number two, that Mary discovered what God's promises are and that they're unfailing. Mary must have been familiar with the promises of the Messiah. Someday, God would send the one to rule on David's throne. We, we have been, she, she's, told, she's going to be born of a virgin, a prophecy, she's going to be born of a virgin in Bethlehem. Long before, long before Jesus ever showed up, th- over 300 years, of silence, nobody hearing anything. In Malachi, or excuse me, in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give to you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, whose name shall be called Emmanuel. This is long before the New Testament ever takes place. But centuries had passed without these promises being fulfilled. Does that ring a bell to anybody but me? Centuries had passed. People knew that the Messiah was coming and had been prophesied. Had it, and it had not happened. 300 years plus, nothing happened, everything's quiet. Does it remind you of anything? How many centuries have passed that we've been hearing that Jesus is going to return and he's coming back for his church? You see, church, prophecies are fulfilled. When Jesus left and said that he's gone to prepare a place for us and that where he is, we would be also, that's a promise. And he's going to fulfill that promise. He's going to come back and he's going to collect us all up. And we're all going to be with him. And we're going to be with those ones that we loved. See, Gabriel reveals she will give birth to the promised one. That thing that Isaiah spoke way back. over 300 years before was going to happen. But you know what the greatest part of this text is? You know what the greatest thing I think about Mary's discovery here? Mary's discovery is that 
is that God's power is unlimited. How shall these things be? I know not a man. The angel begins to reveal to her how the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow her. And that she would conceive. That's power. I think somewhat Mary might have still been confused at that point. There's still, I'm sure, a question in her mind. Because as a young lady, I'm sure she kind of had an inkling how babies were born. And what might have to take place for that to happen. She had to have in order to say, how can this be? Because I know not a man. What she was saying, church, not that she didn't know Joseph. She knew that was coming up. She knew she was betrothed to him. What she was saying was, I've not been with anyone. I've not been that far in my life. But in verse 35, we see that the Holy Ghost does the impossible. You see, I think a lot of times our lives seem to be confused, seem to be out of sorts, seem to be, we seem to be out of touch because we forget that we serve a God who does the impossible. If you're doubting situations in your life and you're questioning how are things going to happen in your life, turn it over to God because He has the power to make it happen because all things are possible through Him. Not some things, not a few things, but all things. And we can stand upon that promise. We can stand upon that word. You know, just because it doesn't happen your way doesn't mean that it wasn't God's way. See, a lot of times we think because something bad happens that God didn't hear us. He had something against me. I must have done something wrong. No, how about just looking at it this is God's plan. Maybe because something else worse might have taken place or something else more troubling might have happened. We know in verse 36 that God had already proven his power to Elizabeth, somebody who couldn't conceive. I think in the time and the age that we live in, I think God's unfailing love has been demonstrated to us over and over and over again. When I look at the news, I am so thankful that I serve a God who does the impossible. Because when I look at the news and I see all the troubling things in this world today, I can become more depressed than the most depressed man on the earth. I was speaking to a young girl yesterday. She said, I'm just, I just feel low. I just, I just, nothing's going right. I'm just depressed. 
I said, well, I don't know what you're depressed about. I said, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? And she said, yes. I said, well, then you shouldn't be depressed at all because you have all the reason in the world to live a happy and joyful and fruitful life. Because he's given you something nobody else can give you. He's given you eternal life. He's given you joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's given you everything you have need of to exist on this earth. No reason for depression. No reason for feeling lowly. Oh, because you, you don't have a few dollars in your pocket? That's no reason. Because your God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He will not leave his children begging for bread, so his word says. So why are you depressed? Why are you lowly? We have everything we need. I can get up every morning with a great smile on my face because I know my Savior lives. I know my Savior is on the throne, interceding on my behalf in every step that I take. You know, I could get really depressed about not closing on this house. But you know what I look at? I say, well, maybe Monday. We'll see. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe I'll go bribe the girl with a Mountain Dew. To sign that paper. Maybe that's what she, a Mountain Dew cake. You know you can make a Mountain Dew cake? It is awesome. And it tastes so good. Oh yes, I've tried it. Man, Gabby, I should have saved you some. Sorry. I polished it off myself. It's good. You see, Mary's discoveries are demonstrated in the gospel. God's plans are eternal, and you know that by looking at the cross. God's promises are unfailing. Look at the resurrection. God's power is unlimited. Look at the new birth. Every one of you can take a look at yourself, and you can see the power of an unlimited God. Because he went to the cross for each one of us. Each one of us who had so much shame and guilt in our life, so much sin in our life, he, he just went to the cross for that. By the way, he didn't say, oh, I know in a, a couple thousand years there's going to be a couple people at Victory Fellowship that um, I think we need to scratch them off the list of well done. That's not how he worked. That's not why he went to the cross. See, he went to the cross for the whole world, then and now. He got an amen in the whole place. Wow. He went to the cross for each one of us, including Mary. You see, I think if we begin to really look at this passage of Scripture and we begin to make Mary's discoveries personal, 
I think we can be really enlightened in everything that God has for us. See, see, we received Christ as our Savior. And if you've not received Christ as your Savior, I want to invite you to do so without delay. Because this could be the day that Jesus shows up. Let me try that again. This could be the day that Jesus shows up. Oh, I was worried there. I thought, man, they all fell asleep. I feel feel much more challenged now. You see, I believe if we begin to trust him who cares for our problems, the troubles that you have today can be gone like that. It can be. Okay, so you may have a little uh, in the back, a little uh, in the knee, or possibly not get the arm up as high as you want to get it. It's okay. Because we serve a God who cares about every single thing that we go through. Every word that you deliver from your lips tells people about God's love. Ooh. Ooh, what did he just say? Everything from my lips? Ooh. I hope I hope Jesus wasn't listening last Thursday. I hope he wasn't listening Wednesday when I got upset. I hope he wasn't I hope he doesn't take it out of me because I was disturbed with the cashier lady because she was slow as Christmas and I really needed to get going. I asked the lady, look, are you are you eternally slow? Uh oh, some of I see heads hanging already. Lord have mercy. Church, when we trust Jesus Christ, we must deliver his word. And that word can come through a simple Smile. Yeah. A simple smile can tell people that you have Jesus in your heart and that you love Jesus. Jesus lives in that smile. He lives in that heart that you have pounding in your chest. And he can't wait for you to open up that heart and let it flow through that smile to be delivered to someone who doesn't know him. Church, it works. Trust me, it works. I know that there are situations and there are things that you're going through some of you don't quite understand. I'm going through some things that I don't understand. But I know this. Jesus is on the throne. And I have to trust him no matter how the situations turn out. Because he knows what's best. Because if he got my help, (laughs) we could be in big trouble. (laughs) That's why Jesus didn't ask me for help. He just simply asked me to trust him. He just simply said, let me show you the way. Because I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. And because of that, I can go forward in victory and I can know that my Jesus cares about everything that I go through. No matter how insignificant or no matter how significant, he's there to take care of me. I will tell you, I was overjoyed this morning when I spoke and there was no quietness. Jesus, I mean, Virginia might not be when I get home because I got the voice back. I'll talk her little ear off. She'll be like, ah, I thought I was going to get another hour of rest. Not here. Do you love Jesus this morning? Are you happy that he's your savior this morning? Are you glad that God sent his only begotten into a little manger scene through a virgin woman named Mary so that you could have eternal life? Wow. Merry Christmas. That's the greatest Christmas gift I think we could ever receive is Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord God, this morning that these discoveries that Mary had had been dealing with and had seen in her life, Father, didn't trouble her to the point of turning the angel away. But she said, let it be unto thou, as that have said. (coughs) Lord, she submitted. Lord, let us submit to you today. Let us submit to your will today. Let everything that takes place in our life, let it be in you today. And Lord, we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's children said, amen Amen and amen. Let's stand together.